0: we go. All right. Well, welcome back to the Close It Now podcast. Sam Wakefield here. This is your drive time university. I hope you are out there crushing it. As we know, as we know, 15 year career, the statistics prove it. The numbers prove it. Charlie Greer always said that a uh, 15-year career is the equivalent of three PhDs if you use your drive time as education. So that is what we are all about here. Thank you for joining me today. I know you are going to love this episode. It's our, our next in the series of our, uh, the guests that we're having. I hope you've been enjoying the interviews. Uh, this is the new format. I guess it's not new at this point. We're a couple months into the new format. So, still have the solo podcast released on Monday, the interview podcast released on Friday, and today will not disappoint. I was so excited to connect to this gentleman. I know you, you probably saw it in the notes. So, Mr. Gene Slade, he is our guest today. Uh, if you've been around the HVAC or trades industries at all, you know this man doesn't really need much of an introduction. He is uh, super tech, able to lead ninja will absolutely, his track record is 10xing your service tickets. I mean, who else can say that with the amount of collateral to back it up and the testimonies and the history. So I'm not going to go on and on about this because we want to dive into the content today. Um, Gene and I had the opportunity to chat a bit a couple times uh, preparing for this podcast. And it's a topic that I know that you have all been wanting to, uh, wanting to hear more about. I've been getting a lot of questions about it, which is kind of a teaser into one of our main topics today. But, you know, you you hear me say a lot of times, if you can tell it or you can ask it as a question, always ask it as a question. Always use, the, the problem with most people is you're not using enough questions and there's not a single objection you can't overcome by asking more questions. So, that is one of our main topics today. But before we get into all that, Mr. Gene Slade, thank you for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to uh, hang out with you for this bit.
1: Dude, you're excited. I'm excited. I'm Jack, man. I'm ready to go. I mean, let's do this, man. Give some people some value, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's teach some people some stuff. Let's make some people some money. That's what I'm about, man. I want to help somebody out there, more than one people. I want to help everybody we can to make more money. But to work less doing it and to be able to get home for
0: dinner on time, hundred percent. That's that is the Go. that is a hundred percent our philosophy here. I love how it aligns with uh, with this podcast. So yeah, let's do it, man. So before we get into it, let's give give us a. I know every single time we talk, or or you speak, or you you're on a recording, there is somebody listening that doesn't know who you are. So let's give them a, a quick history, give them a super nutshell of who you are, why you're here, what got you here, and uh, what, you know, kind of what your focus is. Absolutely.
1: So guys, my, I grew up in this business. My father owned his own heating and air conditioning business. Um, you guys heard two chucks in a truck, right? We were two jeans in <laughs> <and> a truck. <laughs> we were the guys that literally we would do two or three air conditioners a day. And we were the beer can cold guys, right? You grab a hold of the suction line as soon as it's cold as a beer can. Psh, roll them up, get out. Of there. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't never hear of a micron gauge before. Are you kidding me? But <laughs> I was eleven. My father needed some help with his business, and so he recruited me. And he said, "Boy, if you want food, you want clothes. Come to work." Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really it wasn't really an option. You know, it was a family business. So I began to follow him around with his tool bag and take stuff out of the basement that he didn't need anymore. And eventually by the time I was 14, I would be, well, 13, I'd be wiring up the outdoor system, leveling the pad, putting the disconnect on the wall. Like I'd do the entire outdoor system, fish the line set into him from outside, cut the, mm-hmm. the hole in the brick, all of it, you know, a little hole hog, you know, trying to knock yeah. me out. But, um, <laughs> and then by the time I was 15, Um, I was qualified to do the indoor system, the outdoor system, like everything. And my dad was a perfectionist. That was the one thing that he really instilled in me was that if you're going to do something, do it right. Right. Mm -hmm. So he hired, he bought another truck for himself. Gave me the old piece of shit truck, hired (laughs) me a helper who was 25 years old and said, Gene, you're now a lead man. Sweet. Right. So, (laughs) um, So... Shortly after that, I became an installation foreman at a mechanical shop. I wrestled at University of Tennessee for a little bit and then came back and got back into business. Mm-hmm. And um, so 19, I was a foreman at a big mechanical shop. 21, I got into sales and I never looked back. I mean, I loved sales. What pissed me off, though, before I got into sales, I was an installer. And if you're an installer out there, this, this show is for you, at least as far as I'm concerned, because that's me. I'm an installer. So I'm making 42 grand a year as an install. And I heard that the salesman who sold the equipment that I was installing, who he couldn't even install it himself. He's just talking to the client that he was making like 120 grand a year. I'm like, some bitch, you got to be kidding. I wonder <laughs> if anybody gave me the opportunity to do that, right? So um, I sent out 50 resumes to Michigan, 50 resumes to Florida, traveled down to Florida for a week, did a bunch of interviews, never heard of a maintenance technician position, believe it or not. <laughs> and that's what everybody wanted me to take. But I've been selling multi-millions for years, right? Three years Mm -hmm. in a row. And um, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. So eventually I came down here and helped another company grow from a million and a half to $8 million in Mm -hmm. three years. That was in (laughs) Tampa Bay. And um, I was the general manager at the time. And I gave this speech like I did every morning to 42 technicians. I would train them every morning. And one morning the owners both met in the back of the room. And that was weird because they didn't like each other. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, they were never seen together. I'm like, something was weird. So they called me back, told me my services were no longer needed because I had be- I had passed my mechanical contractors exam, I'm like accidentally, I didn't take the books in <laughs> or anything. And I got, I got like a 78 on the test and they're like, you, you passed, you can get a license. I'm like, holy shit. But my boss found out and he fired me. I was nowhere near ready to start a company. Guys, I had a hundred dollars between four bank accounts because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was paying off all my bills right? And uh, the good thing is I had good credit. So they fired me. I got a 50-mile non-compete with this company. Mm -hmm. I got a five-week-old baby boy who'd just been cut out of my ex-wife's stomach. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do? So I I went home and I said, hey, listen, um, we're moving to Florida or Southwest Florida, Fort Myers. I went and took as many credit cards as I could get out. But before I did that, I went to the bank the or the dealership the exact same day, and I bought two trucks because I knew that if the bank realized I didn't have a job, they wouldn't give me the trucks. <laughs> so within two hours of losing my job, I purchased two trucks, loaded them up, got caps on them, got a bunch of inventory. Oh, and the here here's here was the great thing: um, I got approved for like twenty six different credit cards. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: It's your, it's like your business runway.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was 70 something thousand dollars in debt before i ran my first call and i had a bitch of a time getting my license that's a whole different story but fast forward six and a half years later i sell the company for a seven-figure profit mm-hmm. uh we were doing over two million dollars a year in um just iaq sales mm-hmm. and i had developed a radio show on talk radio like rush limbaugh like sean hannity mm-hmm. those stations that was bringing in two to three new throughout two to 3000 new customers a year. Wow. So, um, it was amazing. And then I just, I felt like I was just done. I was burnout and I just, I sold it really quick. I sold it in like two weeks mm-hmm. and it was all cash. And, uh, wow. I went into semi-retire semi-retirement um, I had a two-week deal with the company that bought it. I said I'll stay on for two weeks, but after that I'm out. Peace. I'm gone. Sure. <laughs> and we had a little bidding war with him.
0: And, and I'm sure guy. most of that two weeks was like, you know, moving the debt, moving their stuff out of the office, not actually working. Right? I moved shit, man. I sold him everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Perfect. not moving nothing. I'm out. Peace. You can keep you can keep the phones, you keep everything. So um I'm sitting on my couch five months later and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Cause I'm getting bored. And I was like, hell, I'll sell that radio show to other people. And so I did, I re I took a 26 page script, put other companies names in it, made sure they were willing to do the tune up the way that I promised that I was going to do it on the radio. And then I bought the airtime for them and I just charged them every time the phone ran. So mm-hmm. every time they got an appointment for-, for a new maintenance on the weekend and I got just, you know, in Dallas, I got 82 appointments in an hour, Oh, geez. <laughs> 82 appointments in one hour. My very first show was in Tampa Bay and I got 42 appointments in an hour. Uh-huh. And on January 6th, when you can't sell air conditioning or tune-ups, right? Right. So we created this demand and then I ran into another problem. I'm sorry, this is going long, but I ran into no, another problem. And that was, that was that, um, I was collecting maybe a hundred thousand dollars a year from each of these clients generating 2000 leads a year for them and their technicians weren't closing deals. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. So if you're paying if you're paying a quarter million dollars a year maybe in radio advertising like I was and your your guys aren't closing deals, that's a problem. Right? Absolutely. So I ended up eventually having to go out and teach everybody how to make money on tune-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Not selling equipment because let's face it, one out of 10 is an equipment opportunity. Sure. Right? Yeah. What do you do the other 90% of the time? You get kicked in the balls, mm-hmm. right? You, you end up zero ticket, zero ticket, zero ticket, zero ticket, zero ticket, zero ticket. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're feeling like shit, right? I didn't want to do that. And frankly, for the first two years that I operated in my company, I didn't tell you this. We didn't even sell air conditioners or furnaces. No, geez, no equipment. We were 100% maintenance and service, and we just sold the shit out of IAQ. Wow. So we sold a million bucks in, I, in IAQ within the first 18 months. Mm-hmm. so um like that's we a great margin crutch. that's for sure yeah and and that radio show by the way we did free tune-ups off of it
0: <laughs>
1: they were free yeah we go out and do free and our average ticket was 032 with a thousand thirty two dollars with the seventy two point three six percent closing ratio you can tell i'm a numbers guy right of course so if you don't like, measure it you can't it, manage it <laughs> So I ended up going out and starting to do on-sites. I created a virtual platforms, all the sales training I used with my guys to hit the Inc 5,000, like three years. Three, we had three awards. We we're the 59th fastest growing construction company in the country. And, uh, all industries, all construction mm-hmm. and privately held. That's, that's the key. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, now I teach people how to do that. I teach them how to add million, two million, ten million two million, $10 million in indoor air quality sales, water pollute, water treatment sales to their tickets when there's not an equipment replacement opportunity. Sure. Oh, and I teach the duckwork duck side too. Like if you guys aren't selling duckwork, you don't know what's going on
0: because <laughs> I've been selling 50, ten and $15,000 duck systems for 20 years. Absolutely. 100%, man. You know, I love that so, you, you're you going through this because that's a lot of my background too. is you know, for years, uh, some pe- some of the podcast listeners may know this. Some of them don't. I owned a, a, a division of a, a home performance company. Uh, started it, grew it for five years, and then sold it in uh, up in the Texas Panhandle. And that was our that was our thing. You know, we did everything besides the equipment. You know, sure we were yeah. partnered with the A Track company, also, but you know, we were doing thirty thousand dollar projects that didn't have any equipment in them. Dude, I was so blessed. My first HVAC job that I got, remember I
1: said I sent out 100 resumes? The place that I went to, I didn't even submit a resume to. I just called them out of the phone book. They had one of the bigger ads. Turns out they were the most expensive company in the area. And uh, I didn't know that they were 10, 15% uh-huh. more than everybody else. And I, I have no sales <laughs> experience, right? What a beautiful place to start. Think about that. Oh, Starting yeah. at the highest by fire. yeah. and learning. Yeah, learning how to sell that way. And we did the blower door there, so okay. like that. I did home performance stuff constantly, and so I think that's why I was able to jump into an air conditioning company and and saw all this other stuff, right? Smoke pencils, it. like I mean, just amazing. Yeah, I love that side of the business. And people don't realize contractors out there. You don't realize you're only
0: scooping up a third of the cash that the customers mm-hmm. have for the HVAC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, genius. A third. Yeah, there's so much Maybe. more. Yeah. Well, and the industry has done such a poor job of educating people. They don't even know it exists until Google comes in and takes over ownership. We allow them to take (laughs) over ownership of our
1: space. Elon Musk is doing it now, guys. He's putting putting HEPA filters in the new editions of some of the higher-end Teslas. Uh-huh. The new Model S, I'm, I'm looking at the Plaid edition myself. <laughs> and that thing's got a HEPA filter in it. Elon Musk is doing it. You guys, we're idiots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're absolute idiots that we haven't taken advantage of this. Yep. And beyond today, if you don't take advantage of it, beyond today, now that you have the information, it won't be that you don't know what you don't know. You'll have the tools and some, some guides today after we're done with this. And if you don't use it, you're a fool. It's on Love you. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Right right now it's not your fault. But after this, it will be your fault if you
0: don't take action. You don't do something. 100%. 100%. So cool, cool, awesome. So let's let's dive in. Let's get into some stuff. Actually, that seg what you were just talking about segues into one of the questions that I wanted to ask you today, that was specifically surrounding when you started in a company that was 10 15% higher. Because as you know, as a sales trainer, as a coach, you get this question probably more than just about anything else. How do I handle your price is so much higher objection at the end. Everything was great, but the other guy is this much less. So I would love to hear your perspective just as a, a quick one on how you handle that. I'm
1: begging for that. I am begging them to tell me it's the money. Guys, you guys realize that you can't handle I want to think about it.
0: Absolutely, that's not an
1: objection. And that's the objection. No, it's a freaking smoke screen. It's a, I'm gonna be polite and not tell you what I really think, okay? That's, people are wired for cooperation. So it's actually painful to not be cooperative which is why they give you a brush up. They're trying to be polite, they're trying to be nice. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hurt your feelings and they don't want to have conflict themselves right? So uh, mm-hmm. we're going to think about it. We'll call you. Is bullshit. If it were free, would you tell me you needed to think about it? Well, of course not. No, no. So then it's the money. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I wouldn't go at it from that perspective, but if somebody tells me that it's the money, like I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm super excited that I got mm-hmm. to skip all those other steps. Yeah. Right? Cause usually I've got to, I've got to, I've got to eliminate the the veil that the, you know the, the I want to think about it. Um, here's here's one other thing from Ron Smith. When a man says I want to think about it, he already thought about it and stopped thinking. Love it. Let that don't let that sink in for a minute, guys. When a man says I want to think about it, he already thought about it and stopped thinking. Holy shit! <laughs> right. So the first thing first thing if they tell me my price is too, I'm probably going to repeat it back in the form of a uh, question, like Charlie Greer would. You know, they say, your price is too high, my price is too high and shut up, Mm -hmm. let them say more, right? Because you don't, you don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's too high compared to what they were expecting to pay. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's $12,000 and their budget was 10 and you need them to say that. If they say that, that's wonderful. You get to, you get to go, okay, perfect. Would you like to look at something a little bit cheaper? or would you just like to use one of our payment plans like everybody else for the extra 2K? Right. Right? If they say it's 12 grand, shit, my neighbor got one for 6,500, that's a completely different process, isn't it? Right Mm -hmm. now I gotta say something like, would you like to know why more people choose us for this type of work, regardless of any difference in price? Or would you like to know why more people invest $12,000 on a new home comfort system with us? when they can get a furnace and air conditioner down the street for 6k what are they going to say <laughs>
0: well of they're course gonna i say do
1: yes <laughs> they're going to give you an opportunity to tell them why you're more expensive and just for the record y'all 84% of the population said says Todd Lyles you guys might know him he says that 84% of the population buys based on value not on price and that 16 mm-hmm. 15 to 16% buys solely on price The problem a lot of times too is they ain't even on the right product. Agreed. The product don't make them feel good. The product don't make them feel good. You just go peddle a bunch of 13, 14, C or 80% bullshit and try to make people feel good with that. Right. There are no benefits in that stuff Mm -hmm. other than um off. Um off. That's it. I love it. What's there to get excited about? What's
0: there to get excited about? Exactly. So, yeah, that's like, something that we've talked a lot about is that people don't care what the price is. What they care is, how is it gonna make them feel? They don't care how it works. What they wanna know is how is it gonna make them feel? A hundred
1: percent. And you've gotta transport them into that world before it even happens, right? So here's mm-hmm. here's an example. You you're, uh, you know, so-and-so says, uh, so-and-so could give me one for nine grand. Sure, awesome, beautiful. Um, would you like to know why more people choose us for 12 grand instead of them for 9 grand?
0: Of course. They're going yeah. to
1: say yes. Now I'm going to hit them with features, advantages and benefits, right? We've all, we, we've all heard features and benefits, but a lot of people miss out on the advantage part too, and we don't have time to get into that today, but I'm going to say something like, well, we've been in business for 20 years, or we're in over 5,000 homes a year. That's what I used to say, because we were a young company. Right? I'd go, we're in over 5,000 homes a year, which means that we know the codes, the climate, the construction of the homes in the area. We know what works and what doesn't. Your job's not going to be a testing ground or a training laboratory. Job's going to get done right the first time, which is going to save you time and money. We're going to use drug tested technicians. Drug tech testing technicians have clearer heads, make fewer mistakes, and show up to work more often. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and they have all their right? teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all of our guys are background checkers. You know, the number one and number two trades being taught in the prisons, they air conditioning and plumbing with air, pyro heating and cooling, which is my first company that uh, I was with. You, your family, and even your belongings are protected. Right? I'm going to hit them with at least I'm going to be prepared with at least 25 or 30 reasons for them to buy from me. I'm not putting everybody else down, right? Um, We we prioritize our warranty calls. Most contractors only do warranty calls Monday through Friday, eight to five. When you use us, you get a speed pass to the front of the line and you get service right away, seven days a week, right? I got to hit them with enough benefits to where it becomes overwhelming and they feel good enough to stop me. Because mm-hmm. guys, it's rare that I get through thirty features and benefits. <laughs> that's
0: Usually, enough. that's enough. <laughs> that,
1: well, yeah, they'll do that, or and they do what you just did. They smile, their eyes light up, their pupils dilate, right? If you and if you have this stuff memorized, if you can memorize your features and benefits, and then give them to a customer from memory and not struggle to do so, you can start to watch their body. Mm-hmm. You guys realize that 85 to 93% of communication is body language, tone, and inflection, right? Absolutely. Right? I can see. Am I getting head nodding? Head nodding is a buying sign. Am I getting pupil dilation? Did they smile? If they smile, what's going on inside the brain? You guys realize that's endorphins, right? Mm-hmm. I know they're feeling good. They're chemically enhanced. Time to ask them to buy. Does all this sound good to you? Does all this look good to you? Depending on whether or not they're a visual or, a, or an auditory learner. And you do that by looking at their eyes and which way uh-huh. they go. We're not going sure, sure. to get into that, right?
0: Oh, you know, but, I've got an um, entire podcast on that where I talk. We've talked about when you go in their house, if they have art hanging up, use use visual stuff. Do you? Does this look good to you? If mm-hmm. they have music stuff, does this sound good? Just yeah. pay attention. A hundred percent, hundred percent. You talk to them in the language that they
1: like to. Send and receive information, and then remember to talk to them in third to fifth grade reading levels. Mm-hmm. Right? If the word's got four syllables in it, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Think, think, make America great again. Okay, uh-huh. think that. Make one syllable, uh, America. Well, that everybody loves America, right? So you For can get away with it there. But, yeah, but um, you can call it America and be fine. America. Yeah. So guys, like the, the price objection, that's the one that you want. And if you don't want it, it's because you're not prepared. You're not having somebody like Sam or somebody like me help you. You're cutting down the fucking trees yourself to build the road. Excuse the vernacular, but you are, sun. right? I don't want to cut. I don't want to blaze a new road if I don't have to, right? I will if I have to, but mm-hmm. I'd rather drive on the man's road and pay a toll and speed up my my learning curve. You guys can mm-hmm. spend 20 years like I did or 30 years like I did to get where I'm at or 100%. you can pay a little bit of money and <laughs> accelerate it. I just spent, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've spent $40,000 in the last 90 days on my own personal education, mm-hmm. right? Why the hell would I do that? I'm, people pay me 50 grand to come out and, and work with them or 2,500 bucks an hour to do Zooms like this, right? Sure. why would I need to continue my education
0: guys always be always um, be growing right you're either growing or you're man moving backwards one of the two well yeah and and if,
1: if I don't continue to learn then I wouldn't expect you guys to stick around
0: 100 mm-hmm. percent man you know I love I mean? it here's yeah there's a good power. power for you good things come to those who go out and oh uh, what's it say Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Good things coming to those who go, go out and fucking hustle. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my got these birthday gifts and stuff all the time. I, I have a, a podcast coming. While you're taking a sip, though, a podcast coming. You know, there's something that people don't do in our industry that I'm learning in other industries is go out and work. People complain all the time about what do we do in the yeah. season? I'm like, go knock on some freaking doors, man. Walk yeah. down the street and listen for the loud air conditioner. Knock on their door. Hey, I couldn't help but instead, notice the air conditioner.
1: Instead, they'll make excuses. One of the other guys that I was in a mastermind with, Ryan Stuman, he handed me a, a chip one time. I'm going to have them remade It's a poker chip, and it said F-Y-E on one side of it. and The other side, it said, fuck your excuses. Yeah. And I loved that. Again, excuse me for getting your attention with these F-bombs, right? But F your excuses. You can make, either make excuses or you can, you can get make burning, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't make both. So yeah, 100%. Go knock on the freaking door. What the hell is wrong with you? You just, you just got to call. If you're not knocking on the three doors across from you and the two next to you, you're freaking lazy anyways. And you're mm-hmm. suckling at the teat of the company. You're not really actually being a, a super productive member of that company unless you're doing $7 million like Brent Buckley, right? Sure, absolutely. But yeah. you, you want to you learn how to go out and generate your own business, guys. Some of you want to have a business one day. But you won't go across the street and knock on the door and say, hi, I'm with ABC Heating and Cooling. Just as a part of our standards, we let everybody know who we are when we're working in the neighborhood. We couldn't think of a good reason you weren't a client of ours. Can you? <laughs> Love it. Right. I didn't, I stole that. I stole that from John Young. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, of Jim Abram and John Young. That's what mm-hmm. he would do. I heard that 20 years ago. So just knock on the door. Hey, Just wanted to let you know we're in the neighborhood we're doing a new air conditioner for. Has yours been clean lately? We couldn't think of a reason you weren't a customer of ours than you. Do you have an existing agreement? Can we clean it for you for free just to show you how good we are today before we leave? Nice. I mean, what what do you got to lose? I told you I did free tune-ups for two freaking years and had Mm $1,032 average ticket. Mm -hmm. Of course, maybe you're not confident that you can do that. But again, accelerate your learning
0: by purchasing stuff. That's it. Brian Tracy programs. says we, go- we can't learn everything and we don't live long enough to learn it all. So learn it from the, from other people. Right.
1: I've got two programs I'm going to starting tomorrow. They're
0: three days back to back.
1: One of them is $10,000 a ticket. It's me and my girlfriend that are going. She's my, one of my business managers and uh, the other one is like 5,000 a ticket. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going, we're going to be there. And then as soon as I booked it, I realized, shit, I got to get a hotel all the hotels are sold out. Now I'm looking at $1,100 a night for a freaking hotel over there. Mm-hmm. So like there's 25 grand guys. Why in the hell would I invest in myself? Because I get it back.
0: Because right? I make worth sure
1: it. I get it back. Yeah. And people that pay, pay attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Problem. I would make way bigger impact on somebody if I charged them $2,500 for this
0: hour than for it to be free. Mm-hmm. Agreed. When I started coaching, I had, my prices were so low, nobody was getting results. So I tripled them immediately and we started to see results. And then I upped it again. And now the results are like through the roof. (laughs) And so it's it's amazing. Up them again. Yeah. Up
1: them again. Right?
0: So because people that
1: pay, pay attention. And -hmm. if you pay 25 grand for a weekend, um, I promise you, you're going to pay attention. You're going to feel that. And you gotta feel. And guys that are out there that are not investing in themselves, technicians and stuff. You got bosses out there. I've heard this bullshit like my boss won't put in a CD player for me. Are you shitting me? <laughs> really? Like I put in my own CD player two years ago into my work truck. Just take the damn thing with you when you go. Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah. you're gonna let a hundred dollars stand in between you and your your success, your future. Don't wait for your boss to invest in you. Yep, take ownership. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be waiting 10 years.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it. Take radical responsibility for your own life, right? Let's- yeah. uh, What's your next let's, topic? Yeah, let's get into the uh, kind of the bulk of what was written to talk about today. And this is something that we everybody says, okay, ask more questions, ask more questions. What do you mean by that? You know, there's lots of different types of questions we can ask, but the most powerful ones are- leading questions. I've heard you do this in podcasts and some of your trainings. I've trained on this a lot, but some actual practical examples and actionable items people can take and use immediately is what I'm all about in my in my podcast as well. So, let's talk about leading questions. How do we get the customers to real basically they have the epiphany on their own? They it, we we're asking the questions in a way that they realize where we're headed before we get there, even though we're, we're leading them down that path. And so it feels yeah. like their idea at the same time, and they smile and they're happy and they will happily buy what we're, yeah, we're it's, it's the It's the best way of educating a customer.
1: I mm-hmm. hate that term. I would never, ever, ever use that term. I like to educate my customers. Guess what? That's somebody who doesn't sell a lot right okay (laughs) enlightening (laughs) them is what charlie greer would have called it right enlightening Uh Uh them getting them to come to a conclusion right Mm -hmm. so the way that i do that is through the use of questions like you're talking about and i'm going to give you a simple sales slash life hack you can use this with your kids you can use it in your business right uh matter of fact i'll give you
0: six of them let's pull this bad boy over here real quick
1: love it turn this down
0: for everybody that's listening on the audio what uh, we've got we're on zoom here and we're recording this uh, gene has the super awesome new uh, screen where he's writing on um, so it's uh, it's a, like a whiteboard times 10. so the video will be posted for everybody to be able to come back and review this part visually as well
1: cool so there's six ways is it is it forwards or backwards correctly
0: we're good. It looks yeah, we're backwards
1: forward to me, so it should be forward to you. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> cool. So, so, and I'm going to shut this up so we get less of this.
0: Oh yeah, that, right, that's cool. perfect right there.
1: Beautiful. So, so let's do surge protection for instance. And um, sorry about the camera. I'm going to have to hold this. This is the first time I've used this board in here. There we go. So, surge protection. When I go on site at these places and I do my two day or my four day classes, everybody's, uh, the first thing I ask them to do is sell me a search protector. And, and inevitably, people begin to puke all over me. Like just <laughs> give me information, information, and information. And if they're, if I'm lucky, they'll ask me at the end, do you want one, right? Right, um, actually asking I, for a sale. What I do is information-based selling. I'm giving them information, but I'm gonna give them the information in the form of a question. So here's an example for search protection first thing you've got to do is ask them why in the hell they don't have it yeah all right and you ask them in a way that is like you see it everywhere you go like you'd have to be a moron almost not to have surge protection right so i'll go why don't you have surge protection and i'll get the 11s involved you know what the 11s are right
0: he's Uh, right here yeah 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 (laughs) if you You got a frowny questioning face
1: okay (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You look, it's when these these right here squint. That's called the 11. Anybody that does Botox knows that. I obviously don't because mine are still there. <laughs> right. But um, why don't you have surge protection? Why don't you have a water treatment system? Why don't you have a filtration system? Like that's the question, right? Why don't you have a, a surge protection? We're just making now, it absurd you... that they don't have it. Yeah. And for those of you who are scared about saying this to clients that you sold systems to, like another member of your team did, you're afraid of the client going, why didn't you tell me that when I put the system in, right? Just go, I don't know. I wasn't here. But, and then ask them a question. Mm-hmm. All right. And that question should be something like this. I don't know. I wasn't here. But did you know that in Louisiana, we get over 800,000 cloud to ground lightning strikes a year? And that when that happens, we get in-home surges. All right, so I started, I, I gave a piece of information. You ready? Here's the piece mm-hmm. of information. In Louisiana, we get over 800,000 cloud of ground lightning strikes a year. And when that happens, we get in home surges. Now I'm preaching at you there, mm-hmm. right? Very quickly, you're going to shut me off. Your brain's gonna shut off and you're gonna mm-hmm. go on, on a day trip La la land. Yep. It, and that's, then you'll come the, back for your four that's days. That's the push before. on back information. Yeah, you'll, you'll notice this look. It's the glassy-eyed look, the deer in the headlights mm-hmm. look that a client gives you, right? If I continue to talk it, then that's what's gonna happen. Instead, I said, Did you know that we get over 800,000 cloud to ground lightning strikes a year here? And that when that happens, we get in home surges. They're gonna go, No. They might not even say no, right? But in their mind, they will answer that question, No. Many of the questions I ask, I'll ask in succession, like one right after another. And I know that their brain is answering it while I'm doing it, and they never even say anything and their their body is
0: moving, right? Nodding, super, super cool.
1: Yeah. So, second question would be: Did you know that when you get an in-home surge, that your compressors and your motors can glow cherry red on the inside? Do you think that's good? (laughs) What do you suppose that does to the reliability of your system? Can't be good. How about the, re- how about the lifespan? Probably the same. Um, have you ever purchased the compressor before? They're like, no. So then you weren't aware that a new compressor could cost you as much as $3,500. No, I wasn't. Can you see now why all of our clients just get surge protection instead of replacing expensive compressors and motors? And they're like, yeah, if they say yes, that was a trial closed, by the way, guys, mm-hmm. right? Can you see now why all of our clients just get surge protection instead of, you could say that with a filter. Can you see now why all of our clients just get good filters instead of letting their systems get all gunked up and having us clean them all the time and spending a lot more money on electric quills? Can you see now why I say that you're paying for a filter whether you get one or not? Mm-hmm. If I can get somebody to agree that they're paying for something, whether they get it or not, I can get them to get it, all right? So here's the tips, here's the hacks, you ready? Hopefully the computer will stay good with this. Number one, write these down guys, write them down, put them in your truck um, and practice these because these will make you millions of dollars. They have made me millions. Okay, ready? Did you know? I'm gonna go shorter on this. Were you aware? Those are two, the two questions that I just gave you in that script. Did you know this? Were you aware of that? You add these three words to the beginning of the information that you're gonna give a client, All right? So stop talking at them, put these three words in front, change the tone a little bit, and you'll have a question that will keep your client engaged Mm -hmm. and not allow them to fall asleep on you. Is it a good idea to allow them to fall asleep on you? Of course not. How many questions have I actually asked you guys in this presentation? How many questions have I asked you guys in this presentation? A lot. Is what I'm doing with you the exact same thing that I'm talking about you doing with your clients? Can you see that I practice what I preach? Do the questions keep coming? Do you see how good you can get at this if you actually practice it? Did I just do it again? (laughs) So you weren't aware. Do you see how I took this one? Were you aware? And then I flipped it, so you weren't aware. I did that when I asked them if they'd ever purchased a compressor before and they said, no. And then I went, so you weren't aware that a new compressor could cost you 25 to $3,500? You want the eyes to get wide at that stage of the game. When the eyes get wide, we just justified what you're talking about doing to protect their investment and stop bullshitting people and talking about, you. you want to protect your investment? No, I'm giving you the script here. Don't change it, okay? I gave it to you, rewind the tape, write it down word for word. I gave you the exact script to go out and make yourself at least another thousand dollars in revenue every single day. If you're a performance paid technician, that's 150 bucks a day, $750 a week, $37,500 a year, you can thank me later, okay? Use it, I promise you those are the results that you'll have. Uh, Did you know? Were you aware? So you weren't aware, so you didn't know? And then give them the piece of information. So you didn't know that a compressor was going to cost you 2,500 bucks if you have to replace it? So you weren't aware that just one 32nd of an inch of buildup on your blower wheel will reduce your airspeed by 20%? So you weren't aware that people who drink chlorinated water are 90% more likely to get cancer than people that don't? (laughs) <laughs> three different examples, <laughs> from three different trades for you right uh-huh. there. All right. I hope you guys see that this shit works. Because, and by the way, the proof is in the pudding. I know bullshit. I take people who've got two $300 average tickets as service technicians mm-hmm. who don't sell equipment and turn them into $3,000, dollars average tickets. Yes. That's average tickets. Okay. I can mm-hmm. give you example after example, after example, I can,
0: I can name drop like a mother right now. All right. Um, and this is all over the you country suppose, too guys. This isn't just one area. Yeah. I've traveled everywhere. Do you suppose,
1: what do you suppose that does to the reliability of your system? You guys remember that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, and the lifespan? Um, how about this? Did you know? Uh, and then would you believe? And then we wanna follow it up with a trial close. What is a trial close, y'all? What is a trial close? Think about it. I asked this question all over the country. Hardly anybody gives me the right answer and we're supposed to be communicators, right? We're supposed to be good at this. Shit, we suck, man, we suck. Good news is that we all suck in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? And then when you start to get the reps in, right? The frequency, it's frequency before greatness, guys. Frequency before greatness. If you go out there and fail, good. Keep doing it, fail forward, Mm -hmm. all right? You're not gonna make less money than you're making right now, I promise you. So trial close is a question that if they answer it yes, I can almost assume they're ready to move forward, right? I can Mm -hmm. go ahead and give them my final question, right? and, And in this case, it was, can you see now why our clients just get surge protection rather than replacing expensive compressors and motors, possibly even the whole system? And they're like, yes, if they say that, then they can, they can see why others have done it and they can see themselves doing it too. All I gotta mm-hmm. do is go, you want me to do it for you then? Mm-hmm. And shake my head. Social proof right? right there. Yeah, you want me to go ahead and do it for you then? And it's herd and pack mentality, right? We're calling it social proof today. The old term is herd or pack mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and people like to follow the crowd because there's safety in numbers. If other people did it, I'm probably not gonna get hurt or embarrassed. Right, people hate to be embarrassed. That's one of the number one fears of a human being, top two fears. So trial close would be something like this. Can you see now why I say, and then make a statement like the ones you're already freaking making. Okay. Um, So can you see now why I say that you're paying for this, whether you get it done or not? can you see now why our clients actually get surge protection instead of replacing expensive components? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and of so saying our, our clients typically, even, even just using herd impact and our clients typically protect themselves with, uh, you know, surge protection. You think that's convincing enough? Absolutely no, not. not. Absolutely ridiculous. So there it is for you guys. Take a snapshot on your phone right now. All right. I'll try to, I'll try to get it zoomed in good enough for you. As perfectly as I can. All right. So now you can take a turn your phone sideways in landscape mode, everyone, and take a screenshot. Okay. You got fifteen seconds to do it. No, less than that. <laughs> Love it. Five, four, three, two,
0: one. Cool. Fabulous. All right. That cool. is beautiful, Gene. Beautiful. It's it, it's, so that, it's that's a guy. it's just such a great formula. It. And this formula and works guys, for everything.
1: Yeah, 100%. I just had somebody ask me, they're like, this works for everything. I'm like, yeah, they're like, sell me a drone. And I'm like, no problem. Right? Okay. <laughs> this, By the way, this is, this is only the first step of five steps that I use, right? This mm-hmm. is used to establish that there is a need to do something. Because guys, hell, you don't know if the pressure reducing valve is bad if you're a client. You need to be convinced and you don't want to be sold right? You, wouldn't it be better if you could come to the conclusion on your own that it needs to be done and then tell somebody else to do it? People don't like being told what to do. Do you like being told what to do? How do you feel? <laughs> what do you what, What's your reaction when somebody goes, do this? Well, not tell me what to do. Yeah, no way. But pretty much everybody's. So Sorry, I get, I get a little off track with that one, but keep going. No, no, that's good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is- Oh, a- I know what it was. I know what it was. So this is to establish a need for everything that is on the list um, and uh, that's the process for that. But it's, again, it's only one step. And what I was going to say was, guys, all of you are out there trying to learn sales and all you're focusing on is the value and the features and benefits. And you got people that don't even want the shit you're trying to put in front of them. You realize they do have to want it, right? right. Which means that they've got to want to do one of two things. They've got to either want to experience pleasure or escape pain. What will people spend money on faster? Experiencing pleasure, escaping pain. Escaping pain. Escaping pain, 100%. So they have to feel some sort of pain. And in the search protector script that I gave you, they're feeling the pain of a future loss. They're feeling the pain of being unprotected. There, there is fear that sets in with that. Are oh, you using scare tactics? No, I'm telling the truth. I'm sorry yeah. that the truth is scary. Okay, there's a difference between giving someone truth and using a scare tactic right 100%. always use truth 100 um so yeah boom i would do that establish a need people gotta want it get them to come to the conclusion they need it and then they should will be a lot easier and then when they mm-hmm. say what should i do bring in herd pack mentality and go so you want to know what our other clients do right And they're like they're like yeah all right well most of them do this Right? So now you're bringing a herd and pack mentality that makes them feel safe. And if you need to later, you can go over features and benefits and stuff. But most of you guys are losing sales because your clients don't feel like there's any urgency whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right? There is urgency when I ask these questions to a client. <laughs>
0: right? it's there's urgency that we when talk I about say this.
1: Yeah. When they've got mold in their system, it's critical that I go, Did you know that this causes depression, sneezing? Earaches, ear infections, sinus infections, more trips to the doctor, more time waiting in waiting rooms, more time waiting examiners, being poked, being proud of being told what to do, a lot of time running around for prescriptions and more time off of work for follow-up visits and like itchy, watery eyes and you know, loss of sleep, loss of taste, loss of smell, uh, mm-hmm. irritability, fatigue, rashes, poor,
0: poor, poor medication.
1: <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, yeah. Exactly. Right? So, like, again, that all started out with a question. Did you know that it causes this? And then, boom! I rattle off a bunch of negative side effects. That's what I'm famous for, by the way, all the air quality stuff.
0: Love it. So that answered the first cool. question of, "What's your?" Yes, pick? sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. What a what a great it's a great topic. It's, it's one that I, I, I thank you for articulating it a little bit differently than I do. Uh, because it just reinforces so much into well, and I have learned something today as well. Uh, but man, yeah, what now p- you're going to from me and go sell it to other people. But good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this industry is known for R and D, right? How many times have we quoted other people? <laughs> R exactly. and D is duplicate, exactly. yeah. But yeah, the thing 100%. is, that if we say it differently, maybe if we're even if we're saying the exact same thing, maybe somebody out there will hear it in a way that actually impacts them and they take action on it. It's not enough to know it. It's a you success happens at the speed of implementation. Take action on it. So yeah. love it. And
1: maybe it maybe it, maybe it'll be somebody who has heard something from their boss and didn't choose to take it in and accept it, but then boom they hear it from us. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, maybe the boss isn't such a dumbass after all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> love it. So a couple more questions here. We're we're getting moderately close to time here um couple things i want was curious to know one is if you you know if, if it's one thing hang on one, second, wish- hang on one
1: second i gotta holler at these kids that have just come home i've got five boys hey guys oh, i'm gotcha. on a i'm on a podcast right now so keep it down okay <laughs> the nanny just brought uh <laughs> five boys back from the community pool down oh here fantastic at the so Oh, got great. him out of the house so, for us, but brought him back too early. <laughs>
0: that's all right. No worries. Um, we, th- that's one thing that's cool about my podcast is we're everybody knows we're real life here, so we don't normally slip, clip things like that because uh, don't clip it, it. It's cool. Yeah, uh, and that's that's one of the the values that Gene and I share. Everybody, and, and I know you share this, Gene, is what are we doing this for? We're doing this for our lives, for our families not at the expense of our families, not at the expense of our lives. Yeah. So if you're out there working 12, 14 days, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, six, seven days a week, sure. You could be making all the money in the world, but so what if it's at the expense of everything you actually care about? Uh, so that's why we're yeah. all about work less and sell more. Amen. Yeah. Good stuff. So one question, one when- what is one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? So this is for all of the new guys. Things that you know now, one thing. Oh, man. Um, I think
1: it would probably be a tie. Um, something that I recently have really just learned that has helped me to help others. And that was something I mentioned earlier, frequency before greatness. Mm -hmm. We have a generation that's coming up that is able to get things quickly, right? Like on the internet, these boards, these tablets, all the other stuff that we have, I think it's something like 90% of all the information that's on the internet has been put on there in the last two years Mm -hmm. right now, right? Um, So like understanding that every overnight set success takes 15 years Mm -hmm. would have been something that would have helped me, um, immensely, right. With my patience level. Um, so I I, be willing to put in the work is something that I I was always willing to do. But, um, I think just knowing that it was going to take repetition, frequency, lots of, lots of reps. Mm -hmm. Like when you're working out to build a a big muscular body, it's going to take a shit ton of reps, millions of reps. Mm -hmm. right so and to not be discouraged and then also um i I really i got fortunate with my career because within the first two years of my HVAC career i found charlie greer yeah right and i I remember years
0: ago watching putting in every morning we put the vhs of tech daddy in, you know watching all those
1: (laughs) yep and uh, i mean like at the time like he was he was about all there was for that kind of training Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, that, that was one thing. I think that's probably the thing just knowing that I'm going to have to put in reps, um, and that it's going to take time, um, instead of, you know, assuming that I was going to get there overnight, you know, we've got these Mm -hmm. big plans and dreams and goals and everything shit. I mean, it's been seven years now that I've been doing this Uh and I thought I'd be further than I am right now. (laughs) Right. Right. So be patient um, and just know that it's going to take a lot of repetition. You're going to have to fail a lot in order to really get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Oh, I love it.
0: That's a good one. That's a really awesome one. Um, okay, here's a, a question. If you could step into my shoes as the interviewer, what would you have asked yourself today that I haven't so far?
1: All these interesting questions. <laughs> these are like we should really go over these questions beforehand, so I can come up with an intelligent
0: answer. What should you have asked? Um, Is there something you think we, that was missing in our conversation? Maybe as a way to rephrase that.
1: That's a really good question. Um, The first thing that came to my mind was something like what outside of like ordinary sales training have you done that has had an impact on your business and or life, maybe? Oh, I like would that. Would be what I would ask. What Outside of, you know, the normal Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, like mm-hmm. studying the business and what other things have you experienced or trainings have you taken? Um, and uh, if I had to answer that, I would say that um, in 2019, I spent well over 300 hours with a company called landmark worldwide. Mm -hmm. And they're a deep psychological type of company. Um, They're not, let me turn this board off real quick. They're, they're not licensed psychologists, right? They can't claim that because there's all kinds of lawsuits and stuff with that. Sure. But they helped me to understand myself and my mind. Um, better than anything else i've ever encountered they helped me to get past breakdowns and walls and stuff that were in front of me and really if if i could try to if i could try to summarize it for you i'll do the best job i can um we are meaning making machines (laughs) anything that happens in our life we make it mean something right? right we interpret everything. And you've got something like 40,000 thoughts a day. Oh my God, how do we do it? Right. But let's just say, for instance, um, here's, here's something that could happen to somebody. Um, their brother could be in business with them and could steal some money from them. Right. And they could come to a conclusion or create a story for their life based on that circumstance. He stole from me. I can't trust family. I can't trust anyone. Right Now I've created this story, which is an interpretation caused by something that happened to me in my life. And I used to live inside that story and was trapped inside those stories. But because of Landmark, I was able to, and and because I still have a coach that I pay more more than my attorney every week. (laughs) (laughs) Like like I'm constantly in training, Uh constantly trying to get better. Um, I've now been able to separate what happened in my life from the stories that I created about it because the stories that I created about it were what held me back. Uh-huh. Right. We have all this baggage and shit from our life and we walk around carrying it in front of us and we, everybody else got their baggage. And so we bump into each other's baggage and shit instead of each other. And um, it, it took my communication skills to an entirely different level. My understanding of human beings, my empathy for human beings because of, what we are all trapped in inside of our minds. And this is one of the things that has taken my coaching to an entirely different level. When I'm with a human being, I'm able to listen to them on a completely different level now. And I can hear things that they can't see. And I can help them to remove blocks by asking them more questions, right? And getting them to come to the realization on their own about what they made up. Uh Right. So it's an entirely different level of stuff that it will, it, people will be paying me a hundred thousand dollars a week for it
0: within the next two years. I love it. I love it. That sure. vision is also powerful. So fantastic, man. Whew, I think yeah. that was probably the last one for today. I've got a whole nother topic that we're not going to cover because we don't definitely don't have time, <laughs> but well, uh, um, I I'll make the time whenever you want. So, um, well, appreciate that. let's schedule appreciate another that one. very much. Yeah, that we definitely will. Yeah, will anything will, we uh... can do,
1: man, to, to help out. Excellent.
0: And guys, I hey, listen,
1: um, I, I, one of my mentors, Grant Cardone, says that you shouldn't have to ask people to share a stream or to share a video, right? So, mm-hmm. I but I i don't care. I'm going to ask you if you got any value out of this to give it to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. This, is, this is a business of, like, you don't know something until you've taught it. And you don't really get any massive rewards out of this industry in my opinion until you start teaching other people right. how to do what you're doing. The the amount of fulfillment that comes from helping another human being is huge, guys. You can have anything in life you want if you just help enough mm-hmm. other people get what they want. All right. So mm-hmm. help some other people enhance their lives by
0: sharing Sam's podcast. Cool. Love it. Appreciate it. So as we wrap up here, thank you for that. Um One, how can people get a hold of you? And two, is there anything specifically that you are excited about promoting? I know you've got a lot of different products and different programs and things. Uh, What's your focus right Um, now and what do you want people to know? um, My focus right now is massive,
1: massive expansion. Um, I've got a, you guys are going to start seeing a lot more. Um, I've got a videographer and video editor that I'm hiring. Um, I've got a new building that we're working on. Um, I'm going to be speaking with Grant Cardone on stage in Vegas in October. Um, we're doing this awesome private jet and mansion trip with a bunch of my clients, uh, coming up in November. Um, I mean, like there's so many events that are getting ready to happen. I can't even tell you, um, One that I, here's, here's what I'll do. I'll promote this one thing because it's not released yet. And this will play a little bit later and timing might work for you. It might not guys, but I'm going to do a follow-up event. It's going to be three days and it's probably going to be $25,000 for a VIP ticket. There might be one or two tickets underneath it, but it'll be a follow-up class where you bring in your existing leads that you did not actually close on. And I show you how to figure out why they didn't buy and get them to buy. And the goal of the program is for you to sell at least $100,000 in those three days of business that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten. And you're going to see people do it right in front of your eyes. So we're going to teach CSRs, office people, people that have got good communication skills, how to call back after the technician and secure another $100,000 minimum every single month for the company. So we're talking about adding 1.2 million minimum to any company that I would say any company that's running a million and a half or more we could do that with it. Wow. That's powerful. So Super excited about love that. It. They can reach out to me on, on Facebook. They can go to lead or the lead ninja.com. Okay. Uh, but uh, DM me, whatever. Um, if
0: I can't help you, I'll get to the right, t- get you to the right team member that can. Perfect. Well, I love it, Gene. Thank you for being a guest today. Uh, you've been fabulous as always. And we'll definitely, I, I see a lot more happening in the future. So we'll definitely stay in touch, stay in contact. And all right, everybody, I hope you got some value from that. Like Gene said, if you did, share it. Um, also, this is going to be posted in a lot of places. Go in, one, I'm going to ask for this, please. Um, r- leave me some reviews on the podcast. That's the number one thing that I need right now is a lot more reviews in the podcast. So whatever platform you listen on. If you're an Apple podcast, or Google, or, or Spotify, wherever you're at, leave me a review. I appreciate that. And yeah, think about Ian, the
1: time commitment that Sam has put in. Think about the time commitment. Just this one hour time commitment, you should be able to do 30 seconds worth of a review, right? It's two sentences, man. And hit the five stars. Appreciate
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. So also, um, the very last thing here is... We've got some cool things coming up in the Facebook group. If you didn't know, every Friday, I do a one hour Q&A, live Q&A training. So hop into the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Um, it's a great, it's, I keep it 100% positive. If people start bringing, throw a shade in there, we, they get the boot um, because it's a community to build each other up. It's not like some of the Facebook groups where if you ask a question, a thousand people just tear you down for it. It's only a positive environment. So join the Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. And the very last thing, like we always end every episode, is everybody go save the world one heat stroke at a time. We'll see you soon. Uh See you guys.